0: Intellectually petty radio on your stereo. No comparison to anything. This a different scenario. We break records while we pushing the culture forward. Great music and big vibes, right in that order. Intellectually petty radio on the stereo. No comparison to anything. This a different scenario. We break records while we pushing the culture forward. Great music and big vibes, right in that order. And you are now tuned into another episode of Intellectually Petty Radio, brought to you by M3S3 Clothing. Men make moves and suckers stand still. And photos by Van. Stop letting your cousin fuck up your photography and get a professional. I am Jobs. I'm your host. It's been a minute, couple of weeks. We took Thanksgiving off. Um, speaking of, how was your Thanksgiving? Mine was dope um it's always dope when you get something good to eat and you got some good people around you uh i and, and you know the the whole the wokeness no and i am and let me stop man i'm I'm not gonna be disrespectful um but some people you know you shouldn't celebrate thanksgiving, and then there are those of us um who aren't celebrating Thanksgiving, we do take that day off if it's given to us at work and take that time to spend with our family. And it's not a celebration per se of, of a holiday, but it is uh, a good time to sit back and reflect, enjoy some good company. Like I said, and, and enjoy some good food, maybe have a beverage or two, you know what I mean? Um, so I don't get off into the, Oh, we celebrate and so on. So although Christmas, I don't really give a shit what nobody says about Christmas, man. I absolutely love Christmas. My mother rest her beautiful soul. Um, was just Christmas was our thing, man. Just absolutely I love the lights. I love it when it's snow outside, when you wake up. I love to see the kids opening presents. I love just all everything that is beautiful about Christmas time. I like the energy that people have. I like the just everything like that Christmas is, it just does it for me. Um, and I know it's a pagan holiday and the whole nine, um, (laughs) I don't care. I don't care what people say about it. I don't care what, what you think of me because I put a Christmas tree up. I put some presents up under the Christmas tree. I don't care what you think about that. You know, um, I don't knock what other people celebrate. That's just me. Anyway, um, And let me make sure. I hope I'm not uh, mispronouncing the queen's name. Um, but we've got Miss Bruce coming on today. I can't mess that one up. Uh, and I want uh, Anteria. And I hope I'm saying that correctly. And we want to talk about vaginas. The good, the bad, the ugly. Um, get some advice. Talk about uh Healthcare, maintenance, um, feminine products, and, and and everything vaginal, so to speak, um, and not to make light of it, because as you know, you know, not only do I try to you know get some really dope people, but I also try to try to do things that's going to help our community, and I think this is absolutely a topic that that it, it doesn't get addressed at all. So I'm just waiting on the queen to uh, tap in. And give me one second, and let me just uh inbox her right quick and I right, bet anyway, yo, um, so yesterday got a chance to film our first live episode of everything and Nothing the podcast where we talk shit professionally. Um, and shout out to my co-host, uh, Brielle, chill, KG, and the chairman. Um, the chairman is on a hiatus right now. He'll be back in a couple of weeks, um, to join us. But it was, a, uh, it was interesting. Like I enjoy chopping it up with them. I really do. Uh, it was, it was definitely different, um, being like on set on location, um, that was a beautiful thing and jeez uh Chibruca? and i know i'm butchering the name of, of the restaurant let me look it up so i can make sure that i am at least come somewhere in the realm of saying the name correctly uh jesus christ and of course i can't find their uh can't find their instagram ain't that a bitch uh, so I do apologize to them, but man, it was really, really, really dope. Um, the vibe there is really dope. And I know what is it? Four, six, two, zero Richmond. It's like Richmond and Emory. If you are in the Cleveland area um, and it's an African restaurant and wow, man, like we, we, they treated as so, and it's just killing me that I cannot find this fucking name. Oh my God. This bothers me. Uh, but yeah, they treated us beautifully, and I am doing such a. a oh, and let me get uh, the queen on the line right now. We got Miss Anteria Bruce Anteria. I'm sorry. I know I'm butchering it. I'm so sorry.
1: It's okay. Um, first, I want to apologize for being late. Houston traffic. <laughs>
0: Oh my God! You just sound so down south. I feel so comfortable now.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, I'm from New Orleans, baby. I'm from New Orleans.
0: <laughs> oh my God, oh man! I've been in New Orleans too, man. Mm-hmm. Absolutely loved it, except the food. I didn't. I couldn't get into the food. What?
1: That's the big one oh. thing in New Orleans. That New Orleans for Cajun food.
0: I couldn't do it.
1: Um, you know it ain't for everybody
0: yeah my stomach is not set up for that for that for that case yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. anyway how you doing how's your family
1: everybody's fine how about yourself
0: i'm doing good your family and how do you pronounce your name
1: Antaria.
0: okay that was good that was good yeah. all right um so where do we start the vagina Let's talk about it.
1: way to life.
0: <laughs> it is the, it, I, you know, we've all seen one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we all have to come from it.
0: Okay, so my biggest fear—I've got three daughters, and my okay. biggest fear was their mother passing away early, and me having to give them the, the, you know, talk about pads and mm-hmm. care and stuff like that. So for those single fathers out there that may be experiencing that. What's some good advice for them to be able to dialogue with their daughter?
1: Wow, some that's a good question because there are the cases where we have single dads mm-hmm. or like you say, if the mom passed away or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um I will give, the advice I would give to the fathers is to maybe confide in a another like a female
0: mm-hmm.
1: person in their life, maybe a their mom, their cousin, their sister um, maybe get some information from them, or even have to talk with their daughter mm-hmm. and that person all together. So that way the dad can learn and be aware of some of the signs and symptoms of like their first menstrual cycle and things like that. However, I have um, edu- online educational courses. Ooh. So the name of my online school is called Badgesty University. And one of the courses is called called My First Mensis. So it's perfect for young girls, um, mm-hmm. ages eight to twelve. Well, I say up to sixteen, okay. and it'll be good for fathers to um, to also sit down and review the course as well with their with their daughters. And we go over everything as far as like you know what to expect with the menstrual cramps, how to treat the menstrual cramps. What about menstrual products? How to use it? How to properly discard it? Hygiene, self esteem, um, mood swings. That's another thing that. Um, that we go through when we, right before our period, even doing our our period.
0: Oh, trust me, I know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, look, like, you had three girls and your wife, so yeah. And I don't know if they all was on their sack at the same time at one point, but
0: whoo. Uh, no, no. Um, but I, it, they've got daughters. You know, there's just a lot of girls in my family. Apparently, I just can't make mm-hmm. sons. And it just kind of filtered on down. My oldest daughter's got two boys and then we've got uh, one, two, three, four granddaughters. Okay. Yeah. So, and I'm sorry, I kind of skipped over your your, your credentials. I do apologize. You're a nurse practitioner, correct?
1: Yes. I'm a women's health nurse practitioner. So I specialize in women's health, gynecological, obstetrician. Uh, I'm board certified. So, yes.
0: Okay, just so I, I don't want people to think we're just randomly talking. Like,
1: oh no, yeah, we professional. professional.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. So when you a woman calls you up, I've got a discharge, or she comes in to see you. Like, what's a normal discharge?
1: So a normal discharge, it may be clear to white, mm-hmm. no irritation, no itchiness. So it's normal to have it. Like if you, she's ovulating, she may have a discharge too. And it mm-hmm. might be like a clear, the consistency may be sticky. Um, so abnormal is where you have like vaginal odor, itchiness, discharge. The color can be gray, could be green. But green is more like an indicator of a sexually transmitted disease.
0: Ew. Yeah. And what's, and what's gray?
1: Gray is more like bacterial vaginosis. And white clumpy discharge is the indicator of yeast infection.
0: Oh, boy. So you see it all, huh? Yes. I see it all. The grossest you've seen.
1: The gross? Well, I did labor and deliver. I'm still a labor and deliver nurse, by the way. And so it was like a year or two of my career, and the patient was pushing for delivery. But it was like green copious discharge. And I say, I look at the baby nurse because we have baby nurse, we have the L&D nurse and everything. I say, this baby going to need some antibiotics. Like, I just knew that she had something that was untreated and it wasn't safe for the baby's eyes. Oh. So yeah, that was the the gross. Now, they do have uh, some women who come, come in because they have left the tampon in for a long period of time. But I have not experienced that yet. Okay. My colleagues have experienced that because women or oh, they forgot the tampon within or whatever the case may be, days and days and days and they have this smell and then go to the OBGYN, we do the uh pelvic exam and here we find the tampon.
0: Okay, so how long can you leave a tampon in?
1: You're not supposed to leave. You're supposed to change it like every four to six hours. So each time you go to the bathroom, depending on your menstrual flow. But you definitely want to change it often. Because if you leave it in there for too long, like some women um have, have experienced like that vaginal odor. It mm-hmm. can also lead to toxic shock syndrome, and that's when they have like this um, body infection, causing them to have fever and things like that. They can end up in the hospital. It's very dangerous.
0: They like they get septic, careful. huh? It's like they get septic. Yes, from a tampon.
1: Yes, especially some of these products that's on the market now. They. They made up with these um, ingredients that we can't pronounce or did not even require to put in um, on their packaging. So, and wow. that's what Majesty has. We have sustainable, chemical-free, toxin-free menstrual products such as our menstrual disc, which is made of medical silicone, and our menstrual panties, which is made of cotton. So these are less toxic and has proven in some women to have less cramps and less um, menstrual flow. Or even some women say, oh, my period mm, less than two two days. I haven't experienced that yet, but some of my customers had. <laughs> Wait
0: a minute. Your draws can 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 dictate how long your, your period is. Say it again? Your underwear can dictate how long your period is.
1: No, it's not really the underwear. It was not really the disc. It's the the material that the products are made of. Okay, so if it's if it's made up with these chemicals and toxins have these huh. scents to it and things like that, that's not good for us. We need to keep that away from our bodies.
0: Okay, so what do you recommend, uh, tampons or pads?
1: Well, I'm not a big fan of tampons. I have not used the organic tampons. Mm-hmm. I use my menstrual discs, which we have for, um, on our website, and I use my menstrual panties. So. I recommend um, either Mr. cup or disc or Mr. panties, and if you're going to use tampon and pads, make sure it's organic. Okay. Natural,
0: right. yes. How long? So you, you own Vagisty? Yes. Okay. How <laughs> long the CEO? How long you been in business?
1: So we um, we launched November of 2020. How's it going? It's going great. I just got certified as a minority business with the Houston Minority um, Supplier Diversity. I think mm-hmm. I said that right. And then I'm just been accepted into the Amazon Black Business Accelerator Program. So this is I found this out within days of each other, and like two weeks ago. So, um, 2023, I think it's going. No, I'm not thinking it's going to be a ride for for to see.
0: That's dope. You know, if you ever want to sponsor a show or something, we would love to be sponsored. i see. Yeah, I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> How long have you been a nurse practitioner?
1: So I've been a nurse practitioner since 2020. Well, I graduated in December 2019. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, COVID happened. And yeah. so that's why I was going to start my business early 2020. But I said, well, let me just wait to see you know, what COVID going to do. And then by the summertime, come realize, I say COVID ain't going nowhere. It's going to be here. So oh, I got my stuff God. together. I, you know, got my business bank account and all everything. And I just launched in November.
0: Well, congratulations. Go for it. <laughs> That's pretty dope. And I'm sorry. Uh, I just wanted to make sure to see if anybody had any questions. If you got any questions, uh, please let me know on YouTube. Um, I'll post it on Facebook later. Usually I go live on Facebook, but my stream yard was tripping when I first got here. So, Oh,
1: okay. Okay. Yeah,
0: so I do apologize for that. Um,
1: and I have a total of 12 years of nursing experience. So, and women's health. So I see day in day out.
0: <laughs> what's the biggest, what's the, what's the number one question they ask?
1: As in what for Um, in the clinic yeah. Uh, so the the most complaint that we get is maybe either their cycle is heavy or either mm-hmm. they having recurrent bacterial vaginosis. Okay. okay. So I just educate them on as far as cycle goes. You know, we do a workup to make sure like. They're not anemic or they don't have anything going on with their thyroid, different labs and things like that. We get an ultrasound to see if they got fibroids because that's another issue or endometriosis, things like that. Now, if we're talking about vaginal odor, you know, we collect the swab and we send it off, making sure that we, we're treating the right thing. So, if it's mm-hmm. bacterial vaginosis, we treat that. Gist infection, if it's STD, of course, we treat that and their partner. So those are the types who complaints. And I also do prenatal care. So if they're pregnant. We see them throughout their pregnancy. The doctor delivers them at the hospital. I don't um, do that part. In the state of Texas, we are not allowed to deliver babies. Really? Uh, no, not nurse practitioners. Not in Texas, at least.
0: Wow.
1: And then I see them for postpartum. And I also do a lot of well-woman exams. Women coming in to get their pep, sc- pep smear screening.
0: So postpartum, and I know this has nothing to do with the with the vagina, but postpartum, what are the signs and symptoms of postpartum depression?
1: Ooh, so when you having a when you have a baby, it's supposed to be like one of the one of the joyful times of your life, right? And mm-hmm. you know you're supposed to be excited. Oh, I have a new baby. My baby's precious. I love my new baby. But sometimes, you know, our hormones after you have a baby just go out of way. And then the lack of sleep because maybe the baby's getting up every hour and a half, two, three hours. You're not getting any sleep or you just feel like depressed,
0: mm-hmm.
1: mood swings. And so baby blues, the difference between baby blues and postpartum depression is that baby blues may last up to two weeks. Okay. But see, if it lasts longer than two weeks, if you feel like, you know, you want to hurt yourself or you want to hold your baby and things like that, it could be an indicator of postpartum depression.
0: Mm. You see that often?
1: Not often, but I do screen um often when they come in for the uh so the, you do two visits. You do your three-week visit, unless you have like an issue, say hypertension or something, you might come in before that. But you do a three-week visit and a six-week visit. At the three-week visit, I screen them for postpartum depression. Okay. Making sure the baby's doing well, mom is doing well, she has support at home and things like that. Because having support, like my thing is when you're pregnant. And I, people probably don't think about the, oh, I'm just pregnant, I'm going to have a baby. when you go home with that baby, the nurses is not coming home with you. No. So think about your village, you know, before, during your pregnancy. Who's going to be there to help you meal prepping, doing, like, house duties and things like that? Who can hold the baby while you get some rest? Are you going to um, breastfeed or bottle feed with formula? If you're going to breastfeed, do you want to pump? So that way you can store milk and when you need to sleep, uh-huh. you know, one else uh, can feed the baby and things like that so these are the things that uh, women need to think about while they're
0: pregnant oh my god yeah that, you know what's interesting is like when you see your daughters become mothers especially for the first time you know the first baby
1: mm-hmm.
0: and just the change in them yeah just like it's instantaneous like I remember sitting there like um like my youngest daughter, I was there, well, I try to be there for like all three. I've tried to be there. My my, my one daughter, I couldn't be there for her first baby. Um, but my other two, I was there for the first babies. And seeing them hold their baby for the first time is just, man, that shit just.
1: It's a beautiful feeling. Oh,
0: my God. It never goes away either, man. I had little pictures. So sometimes, you know, I look at the pictures and it's just, it, it reminds me of my place in humanity, mm-hmm. you know, and like what I've done that's going to keep going well beyond me being here. Um, But anyway, I'm sorry. I don't get all emotional and shit. Uh, <laughs> OK, so give me the top three things for vaginal health care. Like, like if a woman says, how can I keep my vagina in in optimal health?
1: Drink a lot of water. Mm-hmm. Eat your greens and your fruits. Okay. Uh, you could take probiotics. Oh, really? Yes. Those are my my types.
0: Acnophilus, right?
1: Yes. So it has an. Well, did you know that? Well, you probably don't know, but the good bacteria that lives in a vagina in a vagina is lactobacillus, and so That's probiotics ladies make sure your probiotics stay for vaginal health okay probiotics contains these live bacteria which is the good bacteria and so when you take those every day you're you're making sure there's a balance in your ph when you take those every day either that or eat yoga you good like greek yoga have live um probiotic bacteria
0: okay um Trying to figure out how to how to ask this without sounding like a, a teenager. But does what a woman consumes affect how she tastes down there?
1: So I just posted something about that in a group. So it's like a so like the pineapple thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, she got to eat like a whole bunch of pineapple. <laughs> 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 I'm talking about like Oh, big I don't know I just Okay. I, I don't really people are gonna believe what they want to believe okay so but speaking of that there is no particular smell that you need to be does not have to smell like roses okay there's the aroma so your vagina but long as mm. it, it's my thing long as it don't smell like fish she's she's healthy okay see what I'm saying You know, you're going to know that you're going to have a smell where it may be after you have intercourse. And then you might have a smell where it's like after you work out, you're like, oh, I just need to freshen up and shower up. Like women know when something is wrong. I mean, they should know.
0: Okay. Let's say you with a woman the whole time y'all been together, smells one way. All of a sudden smells a different way. Is that her cheating or is that just, just out of the blue? Sometimes shit just goes awry.
1: Sometimes it disrupts, but it can, could not be just her cheating. It could be the man cheating too. Because if a man is cheating, have unprotected sex, mm-hmm. dip into this other woman's pH, mm-hmm. um, vaginal pH, then come and bring her pH to, to his wife or whatever, his main woman, then yes, you can disrupt her pH balance. If a man use a certain type of soap, it, he can disrupt his um lady's pH balance. So I had a patient call me. And was like I don't know if he cheating on me, and um, he said he not. I don't understand how I get this, and I'm like, ma'am, it's not an STD, Oh, it's not an STD.
0: <laughs> oh, I bet you he was catching hell too.
1: Yes, and I said, well, I don't know. Did he use like a new soap? She said, oh yeah, he did use a new soap. I said, tell him not use that soap no more. Tell him to use.
0: Uh- wait, 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 wait. So I was thinking that that she would be using his soap, but it not not her using it, but him, just him.
1: Just him. Changing on his, soaps. On his private area, and then they go and have sex and then yes. Yeah. So he had to use natural soap as well down there.
0: And do you sell uh natural soap on Vajasty? Yes, I do. <laughs> okay. and, and and what's the website if you want
1: to buy it, stuff? The website is ww.vaggesty com.
0: Yeah, do you have like a, a brick and mortar?
1: No, not yet.
0: Okay. That's it. But that's coming, I'm assuming.
1: Yes, it's coming.
0: That would be dope. Are you, and so you and you say you're in New Orleans, right?
1: No, I'm from New Orleans, but I live in You're here. in
0: Texas. I'm sorry. Yes. Um, I, the, the reason I ask is it's got to be like, I know it's got to be like a lot of sisters that could use your products at the HBCUs.
1: Yes. You know, I just met someone um, Saturday. She is at TSU. Here in Texas, and so she wants me to come over there and um, maybe next semester because the semester like pretty much over and do a speaking um for the women over there. I said I would love to, yeah. I think we need to start like somewhere from what I've seen. They don't really care, women may not care about what's going on with their bodies until like 25, yeah. you know, almost to 30. Like, oh, let me make sure I'm healthy and everything like they They're young and they just you know. I'll to live in life, but I think we need to start early. Like, you know?
0: I don't know if, and I'm trying to be delicate about this, but I don't know if, if like mothers are, I think mothers kind of feel the same way. And so they don't necessarily encourage their daughters to be as proactive because they feel like they're young. And while they're young, they don't need as much health care.
1: So I'm gonna pick it back off that because I think um, I did a speaking at Essence Wellness House in July, mm-hmm. and we talk about the taboo surrounding around even the word vagina. So I think what I believe is generations before us, mm-hmm. it was you know can't talk about it, don't even talk about sex, and they would talk about sex when they find out from their friends and things like that. They were experimenting and learn. So I think we need to break that cycle right now and. You know, like what I get with the, my first missing class, I hear this all the time. Oh, I wish I had that when I was first got my period. My mom just said, here, here go a pad. Hey. Like you need to talk to your daughter about what's happening to her body. The, her body changes, puberty and things like that. So I think there is a, what I'm seeing um, like on social media and stuff, and even on my own platform, I think there's a change in um, being able to speak up early and ask questions you know, earlier than wait till like 30 to okay. find out about their body.
0: When when should a woman start talking to her daughter about
1: it? Ooh, I started talking to my daughter at eight because I remember, the reason why, because I remember I had my cycle mm-hmm. about 10 years old. Mm-hmm. So around 10, 11 years old, I got my first cycle. So I figured, you know, she's like, she might be like a mom. She might get hers in, in two years. So the youngest you can get your cycle is about 78 years old. Okay, so I was like, you know, this might happen. I packed her a little, um, what I call a period kit in her book sack. I say, just in case you're not at home, when it happens, um, here's an extra pad, extra underwear, go to the nurse. You know, just telling her everything, okay. um, how what to expect and everything. So I think about eight years old. That's why I have the corset for um, at least eight years old. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's so... And for a, a young lady, that's got to be like a really traumatic thing, especially if that happens the first time to you in school.
1: Right. And especially if you don't know
0: what, what it on? is.
1: Yeah, yeah, what's going on? Like, why am I bleeding? What's going on? Why am I stomach hurt? And you, nobody never told you anything about it.
0: You know, and like with me and my ex, we kind of talked about things. Um, and one, she, she was not comfortable with the sex talk. And so I gave it to him. Mm-hmm. because I felt like she can't do everything I can't expect her to do everything you know there's going right. to be some things that she's going to be uncomfortable doing and some things I'm uncomfortable doing like I didn't want to have the, the the period talk that's not something that I was comfortable doing mm-hmm. however I didn't want them coming home at 16 pregnant right and if you come home at 16 pregnant it wasn't going to be, be because we didn't give you the tools
1: right exactly
0: you know so yeah it was it was some really uncomfortable shit not going to lie but knew- we, we we had that conversation you know and it was it was actually them and the, the, the um my stepdaughter at the time and a cousin of theirs and the cousin brought this shit up i don't know maybe about 5 years ago they all got kids now but they all waited and i remember the cousin bringing it up and saying I'm glad you had, it was embarrassing, but I'm glad you had that talk with us because we needed that. And that's why we all, you know, we didn't have nobody that was, we didn't have no teenage pregnancies or no shit like that. You know? Yeah. So fellas, if you out there, I'm saying that to say this, if you out there, make sure that one of y'all talk and make sure that you are communicating with your ex or your current or however it is. Make sure that y'all communicating and doing what's best for the child and not getting off into goofy shit between y'all two that's gonna prevent y'all from raising y'all kids together.
1: Exactly. I think the worst thing to do is either let the school teach them or some outside to teach them, like the streets. And uh, you don't want that. You don't, we don't want that. You uh, need to learn from home.
0: What do young what are what are the young girls asking you? Like what 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 problems are they experiencing that they feel uncomfortable talking about?
1: So I haven't had too much interaction
0: mm-hmm.
1: with young girls besides my daughter. She's 15. So her and her friends may ask me questions about like they, their cycle, like when mm-hmm. they first get their cycle. Um, Because I know when you first get your cycle, you might get it for a couple of months and then it might not come for a couple of months, which is normal. So I get questions like that. Oh, why is my cycle didn't come? Yeah. Yeah, it happens.
0: I did not know that. And you know, it was, and somebody told me that your farts smell worse during your period. Is that true?
1: Yeah, your per- period does have a um a smell to it. And I always encourage, even though we crave like chocolates and all the sweets and everything like that, I always encourage to eat um, lots of vegetables and drink a lot of water so we can have a healthy period and try to avoid those um, sugary foods and drinks. What do they, what, what?
0: effect do they have on the period
1: makes it heavier bleed heavy and cramp more
0: oh yes. okay fibroids is there anything like that's a that's a that's especially in our community from my understanding yes it's, it's kind of prominent um is there anything that women can do to either prevent them or reduce you know if you if you know you've got fibroids to kind of reduce those
1: Yes, I actually have a course on um on Vegas University about fibroids. So it's really like a lifestyle thing. Fibroids mm-hmm. are benign tumors. And sometimes they come and they can grow. It could be multiple ones. Um, what I recommend is reducing your intake of red meat. Mm-hmm. Try to eat more um vegetables. Okay. Now if they're bothering you, if you want to do something about it, like you can't get up and go to work, it's painful having sex and things like that. Um, but if you're done having kids, if you're not done having kids, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. there's this procedure called myomectomy or you can get fibro embolism. So myomectomy, it just removes the fibroids, okay. but they will come back. It's not a matter of if they're going to come back, they will come back. So you can remove them. I suggest if you're not done having kids, get them removed and then go ahead and start your family. Okay. And then it, when they come back, if you want to do a definite um treatment, it was mm-hmm. a hysterectomy.
0: How do you counsel women that can't have children?
1: Oh, that's a so the clinic that I work at, we don't specialize in um infertility. We refer out okay um to infertility specialists, to okay. a facility um specialists. So what I I know they can do, like, uh, workups to see where their hormones are at and things like that. There's medicine, um, IVF, IUI, um, surrogacy, if, if they choose adoption. Um, yeah, you know, the older we get, like, in our 30s, mm-hmm. uh, late 20s, early 30s, our egg reserve starts to, starts to decrease. So not saying we should have babies in our 20s, but not it's not possible to have babies in our 30s and 40s. It is, but for some women, it could be a challenge. And if you're trying for for after, it depends on your age. If you try for like six months and you want to see you over 30, um, you probably need to seek out uh, fertility um, counseling. Mm -hmm. And I think if you're under 30, if I remember correctly, if you're trying for a year and it doesn't happen, and you seek out fertility um, treatment,
0: okay. Um, as far as birth control, what do you recommend outside of abstinence?
1: <laughs> so, birth control is really a lifestyle thing because if you are a woman who are, is busy and you know you're gonna forget, mm-hmm. don't take pills. <laughs> You're gonna wind up pregnant, okay? But if you want something long lasting, um, like an IUD it's an intrauterine device. Mm-hmm. We have it to where it's five years. Actually, I think they just up updated it to last in eight years. So that is a low uh, progesterone only uh, birth control where they insert inside of your cervix and sits inside your uterus. Eight years though. Yes, they they just uh. Released it, the Marina to be eight years. Yes, then we have the copper IUD, is non hormonal, but in that last 10 years. But I would, it's not recommended to get it if you already have heavy cycles. And then we have the next one on, it's like a little rod that sits in your arm, is inserted, is mm-hmm. an in office procedure as well, and it lasts for three years. Okay. Then you have the ring. You have the patch. I'm trying to see what else they have. What
0: you you said the patch. There's a patch.
1: Yeah, that's a birth control patch.
0: Oh shit. I didn't know about that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you oh, put shit. it on, I believe yeah, you put it on, you wear it. Um for three weeks, you take it off. You allow your cycle to go on. Just like the NuvaRing. ring. You insert it, you wear it for three weeks, and then you take it out and you allow your cycle to come down, then you insert a new one.
0: Now, I know that when they make medical products, they don't make medical products specific to, to black folks making for white folks. And, 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 and we come next. Mm-hmm. Actually, we really don't. But that's another story. Um, Is there is there anything that you would say that that sisters should steer clear of?
1: First of all, I would like to say if your cycles are regular, like they mm-hmm. come in every 20 to 30 days. Uh-huh. Um, because there is this natural family planning method uh-huh. where you can track your cycle and you can track on um, when you're ovulating. So try to learn your body and know the signs. Pullout about-
0: method, huh? huh? That's the pullout method.
1: No, 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 no. it's not the pullout method. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like that shit don't work.
1: <laughs> no, no. Well, you know, nothing is 100% for abstinence. So, But this method, what I'm saying is if, if, they, if they want to, if we want to steer clear of any hormone, mm-hmm. try to learn your body if your cycle is regular. If your cycle is all over the place, you might get one one month, might not get it for two months, then get it, then it won't work for you because you won't really have a accurate um, data to go by and see where you're ovulating.
0: Okay. All right. And how long... Is a an average cycle.
1: As far as how many days it lasts? Oh, it can be up to ten days in some women. If it's more than ten days, I recommend going see OBGYN because bleeding over ten days is too long. To me, bleeding over seven days is too long, but according to our books. <laughs> ten 10 days? days. Ten days.
0: Oh, that's tragic right there.
1: Yeah. And they probably have something like uh, fibroids or uh, endometriosis going on with them. Might be stress. Might have an infection going on. It could be different in the so I say, If it's over 10 days, uh, you need to follow up with your OBGYN.
0: So wait a minute. Stress has an effect on, on a woman's cycle? Yes. Wow. I, I did not know that. So, How ref- diet
1: has an effect on our cycle? Say someone is undernourished. And yeah, she will have missed she wouldn't get a cycle if she's underweight.
0: And I know women can can oh, I don't know if this is a fact or not, but I'm pretty sure a woman can exercise her way out of having a cycle. Like uh like w- women that run marathons.
1: Yeah, so that's one of the questions, like say a woman comes in and say, Oh, I haven't a cycle, and so so long we'll ask them, you know. How they're doing vigorous ex- exercise with their mm-hmm. diet and things like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that does have an effect.
0: Why, why, why this? This, this, like you, you, as a nurse practitioner, got a million other things you can go into. Why, why women's health?
1: Well, when I was in nursing school and I did my OB rotation, I mm-hmm. fell in love with labor and delivery. And so I was like, okay, I already know. Yes. I, I cried. I cried my first
0: delivery. <laughs> oh, this shit was so fucking gross. And then when I see my daughter born, I'm like, oh, this shit is worse than the, the movies. It's horrible. Yes. I fell in love with
1: it. So when I, um, I worked a couple of years and I said, I want to advance my degree. Mm-hmm. And I was in between being a midwife and a women's health nurse practitioner. I didn't want to do family because I didn't want to deal with men. <laughs> Oh, wow, thank you <laughs> I was like, I'm not dealing with nothing With no prostate, nothing like that I want to do women's health And the reason why I chose women's health over midwife Because with women's health I get to do more than just OB ob um, practice Okay, I can do um, menopause I can do fertility I can do pelvic floor I can do what I'm doing now OBGYN like so many things, um, more strings I had with being a women's health nurse practitioner. So because I didn't know what my goals were hmm. at the time, so i say it was better for me to just do women's health. Okay. Any regrets? No, no regrets. What's next? What's next is um, I'm hoping in the next couple of years I can open up my own clinic
0: mm-hmm.
1: and just go from
0: there. Women's women's clinic?
1: Yes, women's clinic, no men.
0: <laughs> and 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 I think, well, women have a lot more unique issues. You know, not that we don't. Um, and actually, you know what? I'll I'll say this. I think that women's health definitely gets more of a spotlight than ours. hmm and we're idiots. Like, we, like if we don't have a good woman in our life, we'll probably sit around and never go to the doctor until you have to call 911.
1: Yeah. I think, speaking, you know, because I do have men's surge background as well, but men need to go to their doctors annually, and get their blood pressure checked. Yeah, blood pressure is a high blood pressure is a silent killer. You'll be walking around with two hundred over one hundred blood pressures and feeling fine, but trust me, it's damaging your your organs.
0: Yeah, yeah, I uh...
1: cholesterol. You know that can lead to heart disease I've and been... heart blocks and things like that. So definitely need to be checked. And then when you make fifty, well, I think it might have changed the age. We want to start getting your uh, colonoscopy. Your prostate.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've had one of those. That's some fucked up shit to go through.
1: Yeah, I, I brought my daddy to get his done. I'm like, dad, you going? You know, he, he, you know, man, I ain't going. Yeah, you going.
0: I don't sticking no tube up my ass. <laughs> and then the doctor had the nerve, the audacity to ask me, well, do you want to be put to sleep? Yes, nigga. <laughs> I don't want to be woke for this. Are you? Well, some, most people be woke. Who? what type of weirdos you got that just want to look no bro no 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 it was <laughs> i'm sorry man. that was not a pleasant experience at all however the flip side is like colon cancer is very very debilitating yes so if i got to be uncomfortable for an hour I'd rather be uncomfortable for an hour you know i've i've uh I've had a heart attack before.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. You know, I had to have heart surgery a couple of years ago. And that it was not cool. And so if you're out there smoking, stop smoking. Please. Uh, smoke. Yes. Smoke. A chimney for decades. Oh, my God. Um, so a woman comes to you. And she's pregnant and doesn't know by who. Do you advise her to tell everybody or wait to see?
1: Ooh. You know, <laughs> never had that in the clinic, but I've, being an L&D nurse, I didn't see two daddies before. I didn't see two brothers come in the room before. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, if you want to avoid um, more drama and heartaches and headaches, It would probably be best to let everybody know, look, I'm pregnant. If the possibility is yours, it may not be yours. I mean, yeah.
0: Two brothers? Two brothers. They probably knew, though. They they, they had to have some kind of like, uh, that sounds like a situation where they was all in the same room simultaneously. Just well,
1: one. she already had a baby with the mm, first brother. Oh wow. She cheated on him with the brother. So the second baby was trying to figure out oh. the y'all child, That's
0: yo, what type of fucked up brother is that?
1: Like never like, mind
0: her nastiness. Your brother's not supposed to do that. Right. That is the ultimate disrespect and violation. Oh my god. Um Geez, I'm not. I, I want to see. We covered the period. We cover uh, discharge. We cover. Oh, okay. So this is this is what I saw on, on on social media the other day. Does a woman's sexual partners change the elasticity of her vagina?
1: Partners.
0: Partner, like say you 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 having sex with. Mr. Donkey man over here, does he increase the size of her vagina?
1: The vagina is like a sponge, I would say. Mm-hmm. So it expands to that penis at that time. And then it can go back. Just imagine a, a woman having a baby. Okay. So that's a probably like a seven, an average six to seven pound baby. Her vagina is going to go back. Her muscles are going to go back to that size.
0: So go back to original form.
1: Yes, oh. it only stretches to get the baby out, and then it goes back.
0: So it's a myth that, for lack of a better term, that uh 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 uh, geez, uh you know when he, like a dude's like, oh well, her 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 vagina was too deep. That's not her being too deep. That's just that's his problem.
1: Not necessarily because how many how many partners has she has she had.
0: So it does make a difference.
1: It does make a difference. And when I say that, when I say what I said earlier, I'm talking about just like maybe a couple of partners. Okay. But if she's, I don't know, she's doing what she's doing. She out here living her life. Then it could make a difference time after time. If she's having babies, having different penis size and things like that. So, yeah.
0: Okay. So if she a thought, yeah, you might, she, it might be a, a cave.
1: But guess what? We now have vaginal rejuvenation. Okay, another the, topic, ladies. We got
0: what? What, what exactly? Like, and and how much of a snapback can y'all do?
1: Listen, the, the technology in twenty twenty two is up there. Y'all can snap back. <laughs> y'all really can. not
0: Stop spending your money on these BBLs and go get go get your box back.
1: Okay, go go get rejuvenated. <laughs> Yo, how much does that cost? I don't know, but that's one of the services I want to offer when I open up my clinic. Really? That that in the O-Shot.
0: What's the O-Shot?
1: O-Shot is the orgasm shot. It helps improve woman's sex life.
0: Wait a minute. So she can get an orgasm in a shot now? Well, no. What it does
1: is it takes the, um, let me see if I remember correctly. So take a blood sample from her. Mm Mm-hmm. And you get the plasma from the blood. You numb the area right next to the clitoris and you inject her plasma there. And it's going to last about a year or so for her to have increased orgasm. Say she's dealing with like low sex drive. She can't never reach her climax. Because mm-hmm. maybe she's taking medication. Or maybe she's going through like menopause or postmenopause. This rejuvenation, this O-shot, I should say, will help her increase her um, climate. So usually, now I know you heard about this one, usually when a woman gets the O-shot...
0: I'm not sure. You, are you like wearing a mic or something? Because I'm not sure. It's just like, like, like I don't know. You can hear like, like you rubbing up against something. Can you
1: hear it now? Can no. Hear it now? Okay. Usually when a woman gets the O-shot, she needs to her man, come and get the P-shot. Because f- she's going to be hot. She's going to want it all the time. And he's going to have to keep up. So he needs to come get the pea shot.
0: <laughs> okay, so what is the pea shot?
1: Now, I don't know how that is. If, if it's the same as like the plasma part. Because I didn't really do the research okay. on the men. Because remember, I don't want to do men. <laughs> gotcha.
0: Is it the shot in his dick?
1: Yes. Oh! It's the pee shot.
0: Oh, you just got to go find somebody else. I'm cool. <laughs> well,
1: right. they're going to numb it. Did I go
0: just? I don't care. (laughs) Oh, you're not even doing this for me. No. (laughs) Oh my god. So wait a minute. They they put this plasma, and somehow this plasma just it
1: bring back the cells to that area, rejuvenated. Yes. And then when she go and have sex, she can reach her climax like she's. It's mostly you really rarely see like young girls needing it. Mm-hmm. Unless like they're on this type of medication that um causes them not to have orgasm. But really for women who like going through their perimenopausal or either postmenopausal when they just don't have a sex drive and just can't reach their climax anymore mm-hmm. because of a result of menopause. So that's mostly for them. Oh,
0: wow. And it lasts how long again, you say?
1: Up to a year because the shop is is pretty expensive.
0: How much we talking?
1: Like eighteen hundred around that price. Eh,
0: you figure, you know, maybe, maybe she well now she wanna do it four or five times a week. You got up to a year. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to try to do the math on that, like two thousand yeah. dollars on fifty-two weeks. <laughs> That's like two it's like Mm, shit, that's been, what, like a dollar a, a, a orgasm?
1: <laughs> so
0: it's worth it. It's <laughs> actually kind of worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I have never heard of that. That is wow. And I
1: think a lot of us, a lot of us women, you know, our sisters haven't heard of that. So that's my goal is just to make sure that we know what's out there for us and what's available for us.
0: Wow! So you can get your shit snap back and freak mode back on. Yes, just a couple of dollars. Yep. Yeah, stop go stop buying the booties. <laughs> it, 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 don't look right anywhere. You look like a box Chevy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Listen, some of these BBLs getting out of control now. Some of these oh. BBLs. Some of them look okay and look nice. I'm not hating. Some of them like, girl, he ain't match the thighs. He ain't match the thighs.
0: Yeah, you got a big fat ass, and then you got these little, little toothpicks. Yeah. Like, it's completely obvious. Yes. What is your, like, when when one a, a, your your patient comes to you, because I know they got to go through a lot of shit. I've talked to a couple of women that yeah, I'm gonna get a BBL. And it's a long ass procedure. There ain't no shit that you can just go get unless you're going to Guatemala and doing it in Pedro's garage, which I don't recommend. No, no, it's not however. True. Woman comes to you, says I'm getting my work up for BBL. Do you advise her against it?
1: No, I don't because I feel like if she's doing it for her. And uh-huh. not like social media for a man or anything like that, then that's one thing. But if she's now healthy, wise, if she got heart problems and things like that, you're anemic. You don't need to be getting there. And, and the doctor shouldn't even um, be doing it um to you if you have, you know, this extensive medical background. I just say, do your research. Look at the pros and cons and make sure you have money. Like I'm talking about post-recovery, not just the money to um get the procedure done. You need to go to a recovery house, who's gonna do your massages, you're gonna make sure you have all your um supplies, like with the I think they got like a BBL pillow, things like that. Like really look into it, because it's not just oh, I'm gonna have surgery and go home. No, you need help. You need yeah. help and you need your supplies to keep up with it. And yeah. make sure you're ready to make that mind change. Like, don't let your BBL go to waste. Are you gonna still make sure that you know you're exercising, or whatever the case may be, yeah. No so. Wait,
0: you gonna get your butt done? You still gotta work out.
1: I would think so. You would want to. Jeez, it's just like I'm any other good. thing. Like, say, so, a woman, um, get a tummy tuck. Now, it might be like I said, she start back eating bad and things like that and don't work out. But she gained weight. She don't gain weight in other areas. See, that's another thing I don't like. Where Uh, Well, for me personally, I'm going to say because everyone wants to look how they want to look. But if you got a tummy tuck, but you look swollen in the face and in the hands and everything. I'm like.
0: Or you lose the weight too quickly and you got all that skin. They don't talk about that.
1: Well, okay, so, yeah, if you I, I don't know what they're doing to lose the weight that fast, but it's very healthier to lose weight like one or two pounds a week at the most.
0: Yeah, no, when okay. they get like surgery, they get the bariatric surgery, they'll lose that shit. Like, they got to eat, like, 30 cc's and an hour type of shit for I don't know how long. You know, like, they lose weight really quickly. And what they don't talk to them about is now you got all this extra skin.
1: Yeah, so that's what I'm going through right now, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. Because I had the gastric sleeve in 2018. Mm-hmm. And so... Even though I worked out with weights, I think my skin, maybe it was stretched too long. I lost 80 pounds.
0: Wow.
1: I think it was stretched too long for so many years Mm -hmm. and that I should have incorporated more weights, some collagen. Like I learned about these things, like, I'm going to say like two or three years after the surgery. Yeah.
0: And that'd be the problem. I would
1: have known before, like, hey, make sure you got your weights and, you know, for your resistance training and things like that.
0: It's almost as if the surgeons that do the bariatric surgery are in cahoots with plastic surgeons.
1: Yeah, and and guess what I'm finding out? That some of the um, bariatric surgeons want to offer a tummy tuck. So this is my thing. You're not specialized in tummy tuck. You're specialized in bariatric surgery. I would not go to you to do my tummy tuck, sir, or ma'am. I'm going to a board-certified plastic surgeon. Yeah. And you're you're a bariatric surgeon. It's like do not go to a family physician for your well woman exam, ladies. Like they might can do it, but just go to OBGYN GYN yeah. women's health nurse practitioner yeah. to be to be real. Because yeah. I've seen this. i work working this. Or they'll do the um they'll do the well woman exam, do the pap smear. But if it come back abnormal, they have to see it to us. Well, we could have just did it from the beginning. Yeah. And treated it from the from the beginning. Yeah. So go to your primary physician for like your blood pressure, your annual physical, and things like that. And when it comes time to your lady part, go and see OBGYN.
0: Yeah. You don't want to bullshit with your lady part. No. Um, and I only got a couple more minutes. I wanna say first off, thank you so much for this wealth of knowledge. Um, is there anything any parting words, any advice, anything you want to say before we uh, wrap it up?
1: Yes, I want to thank you for um, inviting me to your platform. And ladies, you can find me at, um, on Instagram at Vagesty. It's V-A-G-S-T-Y underscore. My website is I'm sorry, www.vagesty.com. And if you're in Houston, Texas, you can um, find me at Priority Women's Health Alliance Clinic if you need a OBGYN or women's health nurse practitioner for your women issues or just your annual checkup.
0: And thank you for coming on the platform and teaching me a shitload of stuff.
1: (laughs) You're welcome.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Because man. Um, And if you ever need anything, don't hesitate to let me know. I got you, whatever. I'm not sure if I can do anything, but if I can, I absolutely got you. Yes, uh, I
1: really enjoyed the conversation. I think men need to be more a part of the conversation as well. Especially, you know, men with wives or men with daughters and things like that. So, yeah, I enjoyed the conversation.
0: Well, you know what? Ain't too many brothers going gonna, to gonna have this conversation. It's <laughs> needed.
1: Yeah. I'm not,
0: I'm not scared to have a conversation. And I'm not scared to ask the questions. And I don't, you know, I don't, I don't care about being embarrassing myself or whatever. I got questions I want to know. I'm going to go to an expert. Exactly, you know, so hopefully there is a woman out there or two or three that can gain some from this um shout out to you um and go get your box checked out
1: all right, thank you good night
0: good night have a good one bye bye bye-bye yo um on that note, I do want to thank y'all for uh, tapping in and Checking out the Vagina Chronicles with Anterior Bruce. Yo, I didn't know. Wow, you can basically get uh, orgasms in a box, basically. <laughs> yo, uh, and I'm sorry, yo, uh, Van, I I I got here, got to the studio late, so I didn't have time to pull up to the video man but make sure you tap in photos by vin um look him up on instagram make sure you tap in the m3s3 clothing man definitely appreciate y'all and yo shout out to the motherfucking nerve djs man they will break your tracks and not your stacks shout out to uh the og johnny o um, shout out to t-rex the whole family man big health y'all already know man dj squirt uh everybody man uh Y'all have a good one. This is Jobs. And don't forget, oh, tomorrow, 5 o'clock, we're going to drop the first episode of the Everything and Nothing podcast, man. So y'all tap into that. Uh, Y'all have a good one. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share the channel, the YouTube channel, Intellectually Petty Radio. On that note, we out.